Off top, all flatworms are hermaphrodites. You should Google how they procreate. Play the music. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. <laughs> Welcome to the Dominique Foxworth Show presented by Allstate. That's my good friend. Well, I don't know if we're good friends. That's Charlie Kravitz. He's been hot today. You guys will get a spicy Charlie today. And that is my good friend, Bill Barnwell, joining no. us. No, we're not friends either. Okay, I'm friendless we're, today. We're not good friends. We've had some some text conversations today. <laughs> Maybe reconsider our friendship. We're going to get to some of those, I think, during the show today. Well, Charlie, I will have you know, in those text conversations, Charlie has been feisty all week, and I've gotten to the bottom of it. It's because, I mean, not all week. He's been feisty all day. It's because it's been weeks since he's been to the Big Apple to gallivant around the town and get midday drunk with me. First of all, I'm a good guy. We're <laughs> friends. But you're in New York gallivanting without me. And I went to Crate and Barrel to the container store, got groceries, walked the dogs twice, alone at home without my my, my good buddy. <laughs> Devastating. Well, at least you got some good football to keep you company, right? That's right. Oh, guys, we have a record. It's the earliest in history. Put put your hands up. Already, we're kicking Already? off the show. No. All right. Wow. This is the earliest good hands moment. Presented by Allstate. In the show history, our good hands moments presented by Allstate is going to the entire 49ers offense. Brock Purdy, wow. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. Yeah. This is a 2015 Hawk situation where all the starters made the All-Star game. All-Star game. I mean, they are the monsters. They had countless good hands moments in this game presented by Allstate. They eviscerated Dominique's beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so I need to ask you coming out of this, what did we learn from the 49ers dominating performance against the Eagles? Um, that we have a new best team in football. They're returning best teams in football. We change the best team in football every week and they've been it at one point, but they're back. I mean, on a more serious note though, like we saw the 49ers. I mean, I guess I feel like what I want to talk about more is how the Eagles blew their red zone opportunities. And that to me felt like the difference of the game. Those first two red zone opportunities, you get two touchdowns. Then we're looking Come at a different game. On. What? Come on! What? Yeah, you, you, you don't you don't think the utter inability of the Eagles to stop the Niners on any meaningful play from the first quarter on was the difference in the game? See, you know, it was the red see, zone stuff in the see, first quarter. See, what you're doing is trying to get me to admit that I was absolutely wrong about saying that these teams there's really no difference between them. And mm. as someone who makes money by talking about football on TV, it is against everything I believe in to admit that I'm wrong. You don't. You don't make you don't make money talking about football TV. You make money talking about things that are vaguely related to football. On TV. <laughs> don't tell them my secrets. This is the football conversation. Don't tell them my secrets. All right, yeah, they're better than them. Uh, it it sucks. I think that the that what we did see in this game though. I you I advocated for Debo Samuel's getting the good hands because what he had three touchdowns mm -hmm. and he was special. But I I understand that Purdy also deserves to be celebrated at some point because he's been. Since the, that three week three week run, you separate out that three week three week run when he wasn't good. It's been incredible, and and just about all circumstances. So yeah, I'm wrong. The 49ers are better than the Eagles by a significant margin. You're happy, everybody happy. I'm very. Happy. I thought this was going to be the all state moment because it looked like the Eagles had some all state linebackers on the field, and the Niners <laughs> were walking them around. 
field throughout this game. This was hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Like, I'll, I'll should... say that is disrespectful to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> they got some linebackers. They've had a lot of injuries at linebacker. Their first, second stringers were not coming on. They had third stringers getting blown up by the Cardinals. We might talk about that a little later on, but like on paper, this makes sense, right? Like the. What do the Niners do best? Dominique, Charlie, what do they attack best when they attack opposing defenses? Who do they go after? Linebackers. Run past conflict of those linebackers. And where are the Eagles weakest after all the places they lost players last year? Middle of the field. Linebackers. I like how we switched there. One was a little more erotic, and then he flipped (laughs) it up. Uh, Nicholas Morrow it's not going to want to show up for for film study on Monday. This was a brutal, brutal performance. Not only just getting exposed in coverage, but also missing the tackle on, I believe, the first long Debo touchdown where Debo just slipped off him, ran forward for one of his many scores in this game. And, and like, it makes sense. Like, Christian Ellis shouldn't be playing. He's a backup linebacker playing because Zach Cunningham is hurt. Reed Blankenship got uh, caught in space for the first IU touchdown. Um, they went after the slot corners in this game. Like, these are weaknesses the Eagles have had all season. They've just been able to overcome it because the pass rush has played really well, or the offense has just been so good, like it was last week, that it didn't matter. And this was a situation where the Niners had enough of an offensive line to slow down the Eagles' pass rush, and they had playmakers where when they got opportunities against those weak spots in the Eagles' uh, defense, they had no trouble breaking those tackles and running upfield for each game. Yeah, I think the, the 49ers probably don't win this game, um, or they probably win this game either way because of a number of things that they did well. But it ha- the blowout happened because Kyle Shanahan does attack that area of the field and those players specifically well. Mm-hmm. And then you combine that with the fact that all of their playmakers were healthy, and it felt like all of them were doing special things. So there's a difference between scheming somebody completely open and scheming someone into a one-on-one matchup or where they have an opportunity to break a tackle and they were doing the the latter more than the former and they get and then mm-hmm. they would go on to break those tackles and turn these plays into big runs and it wasn't just the big names like i remember jennings in that zero in the beginning and the early yeah. part of the game where he throws the db out of bounds to score a touchdown they mm-hmm. were playing a grudge match game a rivalry game and they warned the eagles we all warned the eagles they were talking to the Eagles before the game even started. And we all knew it was a big time. We were going to get revenge. We would have beat that if our quarterbacks were healthy. Like, all this stuff we mm-hmm. knew coming in. And it still seemed like they showed up with a level of intensity and uh, um, attention to detail that you didn't really see on the other side. And the Eagles, we've been seeing it from the Eagles week in and week out. But they've been talented enough or the other teams made enough mistakes that Jalen Hurts was able to pull it out at the end of the game. But then in this game, it was over. Like, it was over. And it was nothing Jalen Hurts could do. And not only was it over, there was a point when it was over that the 49ers realized we just have to run the ball to the left. Because <laughs> we have Trent Williams and you don't. And we will out-physical a team that we thought was impossible to out-physical in the Eagles. Doesn't it feel weird that the Niners look significantly worse the three games Trent Williams was either injured or less than 100%. Does that seem maybe correlated to how they've played so far this year? I, you know what? Like, we spent enough time talking about the on-field stuff related to this game. Ooh. We got to talk about, we got to talk about the Dom situation, don't we? Like, like, was this, has there ever been a moment in a game where it felt more like, this is going to be the weird thing that flips it to the Eagles? And they even went and scored on the ensuing mm-hmm. drive. 
and then the Niners just immediately broke them right afterwards. Like that was such a bizarre moment. Nobody lost more today than that security guy because had they think- had they won that game, like how many times has that happened to like a random non-coach, non-player on the sideline that you are spotlighted and thrown out, and the entire like football world is looking at you, particularly everyone in Philly is looking at you and knows you, and then that could be the pivotal moment. Then that man is balling out in Wawa for free for the rest of his life, but now they're going to forget about him. He's just... He's not. He he's not. He's not spending money in the Italian market for years to come. I, <laughs> you know, I don't. I I, I don't. I, I disagree you, with you, you. So you think he still won? You think he still won? Yes. Yes. There's no question. He's going to be on cameo for the Christmas <laughs> holiday. Fifty bucks a shot, and good for him. He deserves it. But I don't like Dominic. If you have you had that experience before in a game where you saw someone who was like just totally unrelated to a team trying to stir stuff up on the sideline or getting involved? I mean, the, in, the thing is, I, no, I haven't had that. It's but it's defensible, <laughs> I think, on both sides because Drake really, yeah, I do, yeah, I absolutely think it's defensible on on both sides. That's not that is not the take I was expecting. I mean, me. so the guy, the security guy, I assume that you guys thought Hold I would on. take Green lost side, right? Oh. Yeah, this is the yes. first time you have not gone pro player in the history it's of this podcast. Yes. the first time yes. I'm not. I'm, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, are are you running the NFL security people's union No, now? maybe it's the first time that it wasn't obvious that the player was in the right. Oh, I know. Bill. What? I know. His name is Dom. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's Dom Bias? Is that what it is? That guy. It's a t- Italian American <laughs> unity. Dom from Philadelphia, Dominique Foxworth. Uh, no, but on a serious note, I think uh, Greenlaw's re- reaction in uh, like the heat of the moment was a little bit overzealous. But like I've seen that he happen booped. before. He booped him. Yeah, he booped him. I mean, yeah, it was a little overzealous. So you don't throw like that's that qualifies. While we don't think it's a punch, that qualifies as a punch, and all players know yeah. that. And you don't do that. And unless you're like, you know, you're going to get penalized for that or in trouble for that. But I understand the heat of the moment, something like that happens. But generally, the rule that I think that most people should follow is you take care of your own. And so, like, we don't need you, Dom, telling Dre Greenlaw that uh, what he did was effed up. That's not your job. But I I mean, I understand. Again, heat of the moment. I understand that you're just like, hey, that was messed up. And you step in front of it didn't seem like he was agitating it, but he was telling Dre what he did was effed up. And what he did, eh, kind of effed up. He got a suplex the man that didn't need to be suplexed. But it's fine. It's not a penalty, but it's a little bit messed up. And then you got hooked on. Well, you got booped on, and that's fine. That's the result. I think we we uh, wave off the flag, everything. We just keep playing. Nothing happens. It's a even situation, and my man gets free hoagies from Wawa for the rest of his life. To, to be right? fair... Yeah, it is personal growth. I agree. To be fair, though, let's say you're waiting in line at the grocery store. You want to get in the self-checkout line. You're like, there's like an uh, ambiguous situation. Maybe someone kind of cuts you a little bit. You you make sort of a a sarcastic response to them. They turn around. They boop you the same way that Dom booped Drake Greenlaw. What do you do? Oh, no, I I mean, I'm free. No, I believe that I'm in the right. I I believe that there's nothing that I can do from this point forward to make me wrong. Whoever has the first physical contact, you're in the wrong. I, I can hook off on anybody who boops me uh, because uh, we had an altercation in, in, in a market. Like, that's that's just how it works. I actually had a little bit of dust up on the train on the way up here today. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. It was, oh, it was a minor it. dust up. But 
So we're, you know, on the train, when you get to your location, everyone like starts to stand up and get in line by the door. Uh, so on the Amtrak. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And these people left trash at their table. And mm-hmm. and so like I it annoys me, but I don't say anything about it. But then I see they're like an older couple. I see the lady come back and she left her scarf in the seat back pocket. And she came back to retrieve her scarf and then walked out with her two coffee cups still sitting on the table. And first she was like, oh, I left my scarf. And I was like, left your trash too, which I'm normally the kind of guy who minds my business. Left your trash too. They didn't come back to get the trash, but the guy looked at me and rolled his eyes like, oh, titled jerks. Like, just pick up your trash. And the people walk through the aisles like three times on the trip. They walk through the aisle with a bag. You don't even got to walk it. You walk past the trash can. It's absurd. They're, Disrespectful. And they're... Notably, no trash cans in, in Pennsylvania. No, no spots. <laughs> I mean, you have to walk past the trash can to get off of the train. You got a free hand. But anyway, somebody should have booped those two. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I got a follow-up question back to the 49ers and Eagles. So, with this Eagles team, they are winning the 2022 Vikings Award. We, we discussed this last week. They went all their one score. <laughs> all of their whoa, no- whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, yes. Bill Bo- the Bill Barnwell Memorial oh, Trophy. All they do oh, is win Tom. one score games. Yes, oh, yes, this yes, is not. Power through. Power through, Charlie. Bill Barnwell's take that I'm just repeating. I'm just repeating that we don't love teams that only win one score games. We learned that from many – Bill wrote a 30,000 word column on it being like, don't respect teams. Oh, wow. That's a short column for games. Bill. I know. And like, it was, you know, he'll probably have a, a, a part two this year where we have to somewhat respect the Eagles. But do you view them as a, as a tear down from the other elite teams in the NFC, the 49ers? And we'll get to the more of the Cowboys. Um, based on what you saw today, based on the fact that they've been scraping by one score games based on the fact that they've now been booed off of the field at halftime by their home fans the year after they made it to the Super Bowl with a one-loss record <laughs> into December for the second week in a row? I mean, it doesn't feel like anybody regards the oh, Eagles gosh. as not being a step down from the team they were a year ago. But the thing we brought up over and over again about the rotating cast of characters being named the best team in football is that none of these teams are that good. There is no dominant team in the NFL this year. So, yes, it's good that the Eagles have banked all those wins in close games. Yes, it's good that they have been able to beat some of the best teams in football narrowly. That might be enough. Being 80% or 85% of what they were a year ago, that still might qualify them to be one of the top two or three teams in football. So contrasting them to the Vikings who were, I believe 26th in DVOA last year. No, they are not frauds the way last year's Vikings were. They are not going to lose to Daniel Jones in the playoffs. Well, well, let's, I mean, obviously the Vikings had a negative point differential. The Eagles point differential this year is plus 41, which is the same point differential as the Detroit lions who I think Mm. last week we called frauds. You're bending yourself in pretzels to bend Bill in pretzels. I have again. It seems like the second, the second comment or the second. It's still the same topic, but the second time in a row that I think I'm gonna have to admit that I'm wrong about something is I think that I carry over some of the 
goodwill from last season to this season's team. And one thing that I think that you have to do is take each team like on their own. And even though teams change throughout the course of the year, you'll find a team at the end of the year that's better than the team that they were at the beginning of the year. And if I'm being honest about what I've seen from the Eagles, and I guess this is not me admitting I'm wrong. It's me accepting that last year I knew the Eagles were going to go to the Super Bowl. Like I, it, it seemed that they were a head and shoulders above. This year, there's nothing about what I've seen so far that would have me not pick the field if the Eagles are in it, which is fine. I don't know if I would say the same about the 49ers, and maybe that's just prisoner of the moment because we are literally like 10 minutes after that game where they beat the dog out of the two best competitors, the second of the two highest competitors in NFC. So the 49ers look like I should be respecting them the way that I respected the Eagles last year, but I don't. I don't know why. This show recorded weekly from Moment Jail, where we all reside. <laughs> you don't. You in, don't. You have an immunity opinions. to prisoner of the moment. No. No, I just slip in on that one. I want to I, I wanna go in and out of the jail, apparently. I Here's the difference between last year's Eagles team and this year's Eagles team to me. Last year's Eagles team felt complete. It felt like if Jalen Hurts had a mediocre game, they could still dominate and beat you on defense with their pass rush because their pass rush was so good. They could create takeaways on defense with their secondary. They were so good that they didn't need to have a great Jalen Hurts. Now, it feels like the like Jalen Hurts' shoulders got to be exhausted. He is carrying this team week after week, and they need him to be special kind of in the same way the Bills need Josh Allen to be mm-hmm. special. I think they're a little better on defense than the Bills, and I think they're a little better. They're, they have more options on offense. It's not just Stephon Diggs where you have like one receiver for the, the Bills. It's two receivers for the Eagles, and DeAndre Swift is a good player as well, but it feels like so much as Jalen Hurts has to get that tush push going. Jalen Hurts has to create on third downs. You saw in this game, like there were so many moments in this game where Jalen Hurts looked downfield for two, three, four seconds. Line was doing a good job of keeping him upright, but there was nobody open. He had to wait and scramble and hope that someone was going to eventually come open because he couldn't just scramble because Niners have the great the, the, the linebackers who can chase him down. And eventually he didn't want to make mistakes. So it just led to an offense that was very stilted and relied on him making plays throughout this game. And I feel like he's there's more on him now than there was a year ago, even though I don't think he's playing any worse than he did last year. Can't disagree with any of that. Although I can say, and maybe you've you watch the um the next gen dots, but I'm not sure that I, when he was early in the game when he had time, those couple of plays where he had a, a ton of time and ended up getting himself sacked or something because he was holding on to it too long. Mm-hmm. I think like you, I assumed if someone was was open, Jalen would have threw it to him. But there's also the the possibility that somebody was open, but Jalen wasn't throwing it to him. So while there's a lot of pressure on him and they aren't um, taking it off. I tend to believe that uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are really good weapons. And when you start to say things like they're mm-hmm. expecting as much from him as they as the Bills do from Josh Allen, I don't know. That, that gets me a little uncomfortable because Josh Allen doesn't have that offensive line. He doesn't have two number one receivers. And Swift is an explosive player, much more explosive than the backs that they have. And, well, I guess maybe not more explosive than Josh Allen. But, again, it's all on Josh Allen there. So mm-hmm. I do want to ask you guys to put a button on this. Button it. This is the show that has that has said the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL. The 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Don't forget the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. You said Cincinnati one time, NFL. too. Dolphins? I said Dolphins? Cincinnati one time. I said the Dolphins yeah. one time. Will you guys 
hop in the boat with me. <laughs> After this week, the 49ers the jail. are clearly the best team <laughs> in the NFL. <sighs> hop in the boat. Um, what about the Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm in a boat with you. Let's get in. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Right, well, speaking of the Cowboys, let's pivot because we did not talk about the Cowboys thir- Thursday night game over the Seahawks. We taped ahead of it, but Dak was sensational again. The Seahawks mm-hmm. were an okay team. The Dallas defense was not dominant, but the Cowboys managed to get a win because of how good Dak was, because of how good the offense is. Do you guys think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East? I mean, it's really hard to say that given that they lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Eagles in a way that obviously the Cowboys, I mean, that was a, a draw, essentially. You watch that game. Like the Cowboys. Classic one score game yeah, for the Eagles. Cowboys could have won that game or played well enough to win that game, I would say. I see Bill frowning up his face because they didn't win the game. Um, <clears throat> That's just like <laughs> No, it's not because I watch your expression change. But um, it's hard to say that they're better. Uh, I, I'm not willing to say that they're 0 and 1 against them this year. But they, I mean, we don't have to wait long to find out the, if they're better than them now, but they aren't the best team. They may be tied with the yeah, best what team. Are, are, we, we don't, we, I'm not sure if we, we can be the college football committee <laughs> here. We don't have to be. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think the Jets are better than the Eagles because they beat them. Like, I, the Cowboys have played better than the Eagles on a week-to-week basis. I think the Eagles are not significantly worse than the Cowboys, but if they were going to play 10 more times right now this year, I think the only reason I would pick the Eagles is because what we've seen from them in the past. But I, I just I don't think this Eagles team is as good as the team we saw last year, where it took Gardner Minshew and Lane Johnson getting hurt for the Cowboys to win that game in, in December last year. Like Dak is playing at, at a higher level than he has at any point throughout his career. We saw in this game the Seahawks; they had plenty of success throwing the football on the on the Cowboys in this game, even with the Cowboys pass rush. Um, And that is a concern because I think the Cowboys, I'm not sure they can shut down the Eagles on offense, but I think the Cowboys can score with anybody. And we saw in this game where the Cowboys got down, they were in a position where the Seahawks, you know, could close out the game and they did not close the door. The Cowboys came back and won this game in the exact sort of situation where we would assume, oh, the Cowboys are going to blow it. It's a sloppy game. It's a, a trap game, whatever you want to call it. Like there was some adversity for the Cowboys in this game and they overcame that. And I think they deserve credit. Great for that. question, Charlie. I hate it, but it's a great question. I refuse to be the college Thank football you. playoff committee like Bill so eloquently pointed out, but the Eagles do have better quality of win. Like, I mean, they beat some other teams that are a little mm-hmm. better, like including the Chiefs and teams like that but the cowboys also gave up a loss to air this is dumb the cowboys and the eagles are going to play each other not the question my response are you are you are you penalizing dak prescott for only beating mediocre teams? i'm not are you i am not i'm swimming around trying to find something to grab onto that feels firm but it's just like wood floating around from the many busted ships that we once rode as the best team in the nfl Dominic's already trying to escape the boat, Charlie. He's probably with you for 30 seconds. It's a flimsy boat. You haven't even... You haven't even turned on the Bluetooth speaker, and Dominique's already it's trying so to get all off. the boats are flimsy. This is, the, this this is a flimsy boat. It's not even a boat. This is the this is the the floating piece of wood. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. Let, let let's put it this way. Let's be more okay. realistic. Let's say next week the Cowboys win a close game with the Eagles. 
would that be enough for you to say the Cowboys are better than the Eagles? Because then that head-to-head would be equal? Um, honestly, I feel like they're probably equal teams. But, yes, I then I will be happily in a new prisoner-of-the-moment jail, and that moment jail <laughs> will tell me that the Cowboys just won the last game, so they're better. I do think that if we're talking about who is the better team, I think the Cowboys took some time to figure some things out offensively in particular, that the Eagles have not seemed to do the same thing. While their offense does show up in big moments, they don't seem to have a stable, consistent offense in the way that the Cowboys do. Both teams are really talented in the front on defense, but the Cowboys have some ability up until now, at least, to create turnovers in the back end, which makes, I think, their team a little bit better. Also, is this necessarily prisoner of the moment? I just want to ask, because, like, we've been waiting for – Dak has been good for a long time. Yeah. Like all the chirping around Dak is whatever, but he's been a good quarterback for a long time. The last six weeks, I'm not going to go through like the EPA and yeah, the DVOA. He has been at a different level. That's he's been point. playing like a different level of football. And you've said this, Dominique, there's chunks of the season that when you were a player, the coaches would be like, this is real now. And this offense with Mike McCarthy calling the place, not Kellen Moore with Dak Prescott playing at this level is playing at a di- as, a, as a different team that's much more trustworthy than Cowboys teams in the past. So I don't even feel like it's that person at the moment. They might just be really, really good this year. You know, Charlie, you're just being disrespectful. Mike McCarthy came out this offseason and said, I don't want to light up the scoreboard. <laughs> I want to I I keep my defense fresh. I want to win games. What did Kellen Moore do on Sunday, Charlie? Oh. Uh, he, it was didn't, spe- didn't, spe- didn't light up the scoreboard. Kept the defense fresh in a shutout victory for our Los Angeles Chargers on a one-game winning streak. Oh, that was beautiful. We'll get we'll get to more of that. Oh my god! Can can we talk about something from the Seahawks game? Yeah, from yeah, the Seahawks yeah, please, side please, of things, please. though. Yes, because I I feel like we have not appropriately on football internet discussed this. So the final play of the game for the Seahawks, Micah Parsons goes totally unblocked and and runs at. Uh, runs at Geno Smith. Geno Smith tries to throw for him. It's incomplete. Game's over. Okay. After the game, multiple smart people put a video saying, actually, that's by design. They were bringing DJ Dallas across the formation. Micah Parsons was going to be in coverage. It was going to be DJ Dallas open in the flat for a first down. Okay. I understand that. Here is my problem with this, though. The game is on the line, and the player you're drawing up a play for is DJ Dallas. You have, you have uh, he third, DK he Metcalf third string like, back. He is their third string back. He was playing because Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet were both injured in this game. If DJ Dallas gets hurt, the Seahawks have to call Marshawn Lynch. It's a law <laughs> in the state of Washington. If their first three, first three string running backs get injured, they're one call, one injury yeah. away. Why are you drawing up a play for DJ Dallas when you have Tyler Lockett, when you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, when you have DK Metcalf, we rip Arthur yeah. Smith week after week for using his star players as decoys so he can make John U. Smith the focal point of his offense. This is every bit as bad with the game on the line. It is no? bad, and particularly when it seemed like no one could cover any of their receivers all day, at least with yes. the agency at Geno. But if, uh, if I remember correctly, that was like the third of a few fourth down plays uh, in the last couple mm-hmm. of series where they did try to attack downfield and failed each time. So, I mean, at least there is, if you're anticipating a blitz, which they were anticipating, that seems like the play that you 
want to design. I expect that uh, NFL running back, no matter what string he is, is able to get to the flat quickly enough when he's unguarded and catch the ball. Like, I don't hate that call, but if it doesn't work, then you've opened yourself up to some fair criticism. So the criticism is fair, but I think the call is fine. It's like, uh, I mean, I, I guess when you also think about Pete Carroll's history of making uh, <laughs> interesting calls at interesting moments, it makes it a little bit less acceptable. So th- there's a famous NBA story from the seven seconds or less sons. When Mike D'Antoni was coaching the team, his brother was a assistant coach and they had a backup named Pat Burke and Mike D'Antoni's brother would always be like, we need to get Pat Burke more playing time. We got to get Pat Burke on the field. And finally Mike D'Antoni turned to him and said, we're not running the bleeping offense through Pat. Burke. <laughs> and that's really applicable in this because DK Metcalf, destroyed the Cowboys in that game. He made Deron Bland, who was going into that game, the presumptive defensive player of the year, not look like he was capable of covering. I'm just going by the odds. I'm just going by the odds. (laughs) Don't get Bill started, man. Don't get him started. I mean, how how can you argue against him as defensive player of the year? Man broke a record for most pick sixes in the history of the league. I understand what you're going to say, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything. Right. But DK Metcalf torched this guy. Okay, this it happens. Yeah, it's playing it it's cornerback like... in the NFL. Sometimes you give up some plays. He got a pick in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deron Bland yeah. is a baller. Leave him alone. He's a baller. No question. Deron Bland's having a great year. I'm literally writing a column about MVP candidates today, and I'm putting him in it. But he's not going to win the Don't MVP. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and on top of that. Again, DK Metcalf was right there. Like they, they could have thrown him the ball, a slant to DK Metcalf. I just came up with that off the top of my head. That seems easier than uh, DJ Dallas in the flat while we leave Micah Parsons totally unblocked. Okay, just, all right. Before know. we move on, this is my last pushback. I agree with you. However, okay. if you just thought of it off the top of your head, don't you think the Cowboys thought of it off the top of their head too? So they were playing, the Seahawks were playing chess. To the I think check. the Cowboys second, had, had thought second, to cover him the entire game. <laughs> second, sec, sec, second, second, unexpected Dominique Foxworth show take. Number one, Dominique takes the side of a random security guard on the sideline over a player. Number two, Dominique argues for the intelligence of coaches. I did not. I did not. I did see not that take the security coming. guard's side. I said his his reaction was understandable. That's all. I said that nobody was wrong in this situation. Try not to boot people in the face. I think I imagine what it's like to get touched on your face. Like, that would piss me off, and that made me a little upset with Dre. Just keep your hands off people. Slapping people in the face, that's... I don't know. Better than getting suplexed, yeah, though. true, buddy. You're on the field. You get suplexed. Also, um, I don't think that Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni said that he didn't want to get Burke on the field. Just throwing that out there, Charlie. Probably said court. He said, don't run the – he said, we have uh, Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash. We're not running the offense through bleeping Pat Burke. That's all right. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DF. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let's pivot to someone who every team in the NFL should want and should have run their offense through. That's Tyreek Hill. Because he, I mean, look, give him a golf clap for torching commanders. He torches everyone. And he went off again. He 12 touchdowns. He's probably going to go over 2,000 yards this year. And there's a weird thing going on where the betting market has shorter odds for all these quarterbacks to win MVP than Tyreek Hill, but pundits across by weird. You mean normal or normal thing going on? Is that what you meant by weird? No, no, it's, it's, it's weird because there's a disconnect between people talking about football and television on the internet and the betting odds that are out there that quarterbacks are all favored at the top. But I hear a lot of people over and over again saying Tyreek Hill's been the best player in the NFL. It's him and Mahomes, the two best guys in the league. And my question, because from my perspective, has Tyreek Hill run away with the MVP this season? Uh, obviously, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're trying to be cute with your word choice, but also, obviously, uh, no. I mean, you you laid the odds out. He has not run away with it. And uh, it's the tough thing about winning the MVP at any position other than quarterback is you need the quarterbacks to lose it. <laughs> you just need them to lose it first. And it feels hard to believe that given what Dak's done, if Dak – wins against the Eagles or even plays really well against the Eagles. I guess he probably has to win. He becomes the number one uh, MVP odds getter and probably wraps up the MVP as long as he doesn't like completely collapse for the rest of the year. So no, as valuable as Tyreek is. That doesn't sound like you're collapsing at the end of a important stretch where just keeping afloat would, would uh, secure you incredible success. And that's not uh, a a lifelong support. I find that hard to believe that would happen. That won't happen with Dak Prescott. It never happens to him or the Cowboys. Um, Yeah. So no, he hasn't run away with it. He hasn't wrapped it up. It's he deserves it. Uh, I think that we've had this conversation before, like calling it the MVP is makes it a little hard to uh, argue that any court, that anything other than quarterback is more valuable to a team. But that's why we should change the name to most outstanding player, because Tyreek Hill is definitely that. I mean, yes, I, I get 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 no to your question. But yes, Tyreek Hill should be the favorite. And I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I don't get the sense that there's an appetite for people who want to vote Tua as the MVP. And to Dominique's point, that's the first thing you have to get out of the way is if you're going to have a wide receiver win MVP, you have to have the majority of people saying the wide receiver is the one who is transforming this offense, not the quarterback. And early in the year, Tua was the favorite. Like for after that, that, uh, that Broncos game, Tua was the favorite, I believe, to win MVP. And I don't think anybody would have denied that but as the year has gone on two has been okay but it's really been Tyreek driving this offense more than Tua and so 
I think we've gotten past that point, but there is one unique factor that comes in here that does not happen for most players in most seasons, and that is the most powerful thing in all of anecdote. It's a round number. We love a round number that has not been hit before. And there's one waiting for us at wide receiver 2K. He can be the first 2000 yard receiver in NFL history. It doesn't matter if he had an extra game to do it. He might do it in 16 games, frankly, but like Tyreek has the, the opportunity here, not just to be the first round number 2K wide receiver in NFL history, but to blow away the receiving record. And having that in your back pocket, I think is what propels non quarterbacks to win MVP. Look at Adrian yeah. Peterson. He hit 2K and, and drove that Vikings team with Christian Ponder, a quarterback, to the postseason. That was enough to get him that award in a year where there was not a great quarterback candidate. So assuming there's no great quarterback candidate, assuming Dak does lose to the Eagles next week, because that is what Dak does. Let's be honest here. Uh, he, 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 here in, in Dak moment prison that we've been in for 18 years now. Uh, like, like if Dak loses to the Eagles next week, there's no great quarterback candidate out there. I think Jalen Hurts has been good, but I think most people would choose Tyreek Hill over Jalen Hurts right now, and that's not to disrespect Jalen Hurts. Um, I, just to push back – well, not to push back, to strengthen your point and remove the condescension that you implied by saying, we like round numbers because it makes it seem like you think you're better than us and we all just get caught in round numbers. I, what What do you think the word we means here, Dom? I didn't say you like no, round numbers. I, I said we, I we are in the, I, I like we're in the boat together. It. it was condescension. I also like it was condescension. Numbers. I just would like to t- change it from round numbers – to milestones sounds a little bit better like mm. we like milestones 2000 is a milestone that's never been reached and adrian peterson reached that my- milestone but he wasn't even the first to do it so if um tyreek is the first to do it then i do think that it should add some extra points i just I don't i just assume that because it feels like those type of trivial i think things are things that you normally would not appreciate is that wrong so now i you're the one using trivial, yet I'm the kind Trivial is the wrong word, well, but arbitrary. Like, the fact that the number is round doesn't, doesn't make it any more impressive than if it was not a round number. So I am defending you, even though you, you haven't said it, but I do think that it matters. I think it's cool to get 2,000 receiving Okay, fine. You win. Season. I was you wrong. put that on the record. Well, no. How important is it, is it to do it in 16 games? Because that's, a, that's the other part about this, because Calvin Johnson – had 1964 in 16 games and obviously would have gone over 2000 had there been a 17th game. Yeah. Cooper cup was close in 17. Didn't go over it. Didn't get the MVP. It was office player of the year. How important is him to do it before week 18? It's not to me. Um, I, I think it'd be better to be cooler, but I don't think it has to be. Uh, I think who was the first to get 2000 as a rusher? Was it OJ Simpson? Was he the first to get 2000 yards? Juice. Yeah, yeah. It was in 14 games, right? It was before we were in 16 games, and we didn't feel any different about it when Barry Sanders went over it. No, or I, that's the thing where I think because we are younger, we didn't feel that. But I think if you go back to that time, especially the first few years after it went to the 16 game season, I think there were people okay. who were like, "This stuff doesn't well, count." Like if this were 10 years from now and Tyreek was doing it, I don't think anybody would it, care. But I recent. do think it matters because we're so close. And to it was years. it was actually specifically so it's Eric Dickerson who still has the oh, rushing right, record of 2,105 yards, and he did it in 16 games. <sighs> yeah, I mean it doesn't matter to me, but it may matter to other people. I get the reason why you push why people might want to push back, but I think reaching that milestone is still reaching that milestone. It's not good. I'm not going to be like oh. I mean, and I don't think that people, I guess it only matters if you want to make the assertion that he's like the best receiver ever or something. I think the first to 2000 is the first to 2000. 
it's it's entirely different than being um to joining the 2000 club in more games is different than being the first person to ever accomplish something at least to me mm-hmm. fair we agree so so we all if think it's not tyreek if it's not if it's not tyreek like like did did cmc's performance today make you think that he should be in the conversation yeah, as well? i mean i guess I, I would say the tough thing about that is you made the argument for Trent earlier in the game, we also saw Debo go off and Ayuk and Purdy is actually kind of an integral piece to this offense. So that's the the drawback of having a really talented team. It's hard. You're going to split up those votes and, and for good reason. Let's go to the next topic. We <laughs> talked a lot about good. We got a lot. Talked a lot about good football. It's time to talk about some mediocre football. Last week, Dominique. He, he, he took the bait. He called the Lions frauds. This week, they nearly blew a 21-0 lead. Their defense uh, looks like Swiss cheese. And I ask you guys, do you still think the Lions are a good team? I'm good, sure. I didn't call them frauds. I said they are an unserious outfit. And I have been waiting for the opportunity to say it for several weeks, but they have been winning. But I noticed that they're unserious outfit. And in this game, we talk about how like the game script has to go to be a perfect game for the 49ers or a perfect game for the Cowboys. There, there is no perfect game for a team that can't rush the passer because you want to get someone down by 21 in the first quarter and then they have to throw for the rest of the game. Unfortunately, when you do it, when you're the Lions, they sit back in the pocket for 13 seconds and eat you alive and they're going to get back in the game. So I don't think they're a bad team. They're, they're a good team, I guess, or they're, they're better. They're an above average team. I'll give them that, but they're not a serious team as far as winning a championship is concerned or making a run in the playoffs in the way that some people thought they were earlier in the season because they can't put teams away because they can't rush the passer. Do you think less of the lions after this game than you did last no. week? Did it change the way you feel about no. them? No. Just kind of the I same. was worried that when they were up 21 to nothing that I was going to have to reconsider how I felt about them. I was like, man, maybe they just had a rough few weeks. And then I looked back up again and was like, oh, no. Nah. Taysom Hill toting that thing on that <laughs> I'm not worried about him. Still an unserious outfit. Still won, though. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, that's, that's what matters, it right? Is what, it is what matters. Congratulations. I, uh, you beat the Saints, who were, uh, I think, actively, the fans were actively booing when Derek Carr was coming onto <laughs> the field and cheering when he was coming off yes. the field to be replaced by Taysom Hill before he suffered multiple injuries late in the game, which is just awkward. It's, you're you really good at, at, do at doing this show because you're asking these questions as if you disagree with me. But obviously, you also believe that they are unserious outfit because you can see. <laughs> I, have, I have at least i have at least that's another round number for me too i have two eyes to see uh the lions i just i don't think anybody's that good like like to me i, I think the lions are right in the same tier with these teams who are not as good as the niners and not as good as the cowboys i think they're worse than the eagles but like are they the fourth best team in the nfc okay. is that to like, be clear crazy when to people are sending me hate tweets just understand that bill said the same <laughs> i said just in a different way they are not as good as the top teams. Yes, I said you're above average. You're above average. Agreed. But are you good as the top teams? Nah. Yeah, I mean, your defense, Horace, and your pass rush, non-existent. Aiden Hutchinson, get another one of them. Clone them or something. Nice. 
I get a question. Um, I get a question. Yeah. Currently, we're taping this during Sunday Night Football. Packers are up 14-6. They got a pass rush. Jordy, our boy, Jordy Love, 10 for 11, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Ow! Let's just let's just say the Packers sneak into the playoffs. The Packers go to play the Lions in the wildcard game at Ford Field. Are you going to take those above average Lions? Are you going to believe in them over the scalding hot Jordy Love Packers? A lot of projection. Um, yeah. I mean, if live in the hypothetical, yeah. live in the hypothetical. <laughs> You're getting a pass out of jail to live in the hypothetical world in the future. Oh, man. Take this man is doing a great job. By this man, I mean Charlie, of trying to create some clickbait to get this this um, podcast through the roof. Bill, don't take the bait. I, on the other hand, will. Give me them Packers. Whoa. Yeah, the pack, absolutely. You know why? Pass rush. They got a much better pass rush. That pass rush beat the hell out of the Lions last week, and the Lions got the best O-line in football. So, yeah, I think so. If the quarterback can continue to play this way, they have weapons, they can protect them, and they can rush the passer. And uh, they, they balled out last week without Jair Alexander, who is one of the best corners in the league. They can get healthy on D. They Without a ton of their defensive players, they can get healthy on D. I think this team, I picked them to win. And... Why don't they bring back the Pontiac Dome? That was cooler. To win at Ford Field uh, in the in the playoffs. There we go. Bait it up. Click me. This this has all the energy of like a man <laughs> rushing in to put all his savings in FTX in like <laughs> July of 2021. Oh man! It's <sighs> like 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 you could be buying the absolute peak of the peak of the peak of the Packers season. They've been like pretty good for three games they're up on the chiefs right now in a game where i i, I don't even think any it. of us believe the packers are <laughs> actually i haven't seen a second of it <laughs> honestly honestly the chiefs could be at 21 nothing and charlie could have lied to us and we could just be like just firmly in on the packers i i picked the packers to win this division before the Ooh, season so. fancy fancies my 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 priors here are pretty strong. I do think the Lions are a better team than the Packers. I think the Packers are good. I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think the Lions are better. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Investors, this could be you. You could be buying on Jordan Love before the leap, before it becomes obvious. What, Bill, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? It is. Hopping on, the, on before it's like everyone's like, oh, it's Jordan Love's sick. You know what else was fun, though? Jamison Williams, like, leaping from the five-yard line into oh, yeah. the touchdown to win that game against That's the Saints. Fun. They have they, – the, the Lions are – He had one catch. They're, they're, I, I, they're, they're fans – you know what? You still scored a touchdown. Their fans, I think, got a little too hot on the way up. I think it's been a long time since they were good. I can understand why. No issues there. I understand why they got excited. But they took that leap from uh, being, oh, this is the fun, exciting team to – they're off to a hot start. We know they are great. When the year before they started like two and six and were terrible and then improved dramatically as the season went along. In defense. Along. So after last year. In defense of their fans, it wasn't just the fans. Like a lot of people believe them to be really good. Yeah. And Charlie is. I'm pointing at myself. Accountability. The, the account- Accountability plays in a locker room as Charlie knows. So raise your hand, Chuck. But now they're, they're a good team. I'm a prisoner. They're they're a they're a ten. They're a ten win team. The Packers are a nine win team to me. 
<laughs> and then the Packers will be a 10-win team when they go into the Silver Dome and win. <laughs> like, it's, it's, we're just literally debating, like, uh, Jared Goff versus Kirk Cousins You did right it. Now when you go 10-win team. You did it. Just team. be clear. We're doing this because you brought it up. It's it's yes. true, but, like, injecting logic into it was not what I was looking for. <laughs> then, why, um, then why'd you ask Bill? I tried to hype it up. I did the whole thing, and then you want to know what Bill felt about it, and then we got logical. Yeah. That's okay. I like Okay. <laughs> Let's. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's pivot again. We're, we're, we're just progressively going down oh, the, the, the tiers nice. of football. Uh, Ooh. Kyler Murray. No, I thought we were getting to the Chargers, but we're going to save that for later. Okay, I can't wait for the <laughs> Chargers time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Kyler Murray, give it to us. Kyler Murray. He came back from his ACL tear. <laughs> he looks... The exact same. He's still really fast. He's still got a really good arm. And he has made the Cardinals significantly better. He's, with their win today, knocked them out currently of the Drake May, Caleb Williams zone. And that creates a really interesting situation in Arizona where at one point he had demanded a trade. It seemed like regardless of what happened this season, it would be his last year as the quarterback of the Cardinals. I don't know if that's still the case where where they're going to end up. What do you guys think the Cardinals' plan should be for Kyler Murray moving forward? They, it's not up to the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, or at least it's not up to the decision makers at the Cardinals. It would appear that Kyler Murray's not going to let them get high enough to draft one yeah. of those guys. So then the decision is obvious. Kyler Murray is above average quarterback with the potential of being great on occasion. If they can, I mean, then you just invest in Kyler Murray. You trade that pick or you draft somebody, depending on how high it is, you draft somebody who could help you Marv. out. Yeah, if you're if you're high enough to get Marv, then okay. you get Marv, and then, and then you're off and running. So, I, I mean, it, it's not up to them. It's up to how well this team plays, and it seems like they're playing better than we expected. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Dominique's right. Like, I think the Cardinals put Kyler Murray in saying, if you suck – you're going to make the decision for us in both ways. Like we're going to know you're not a great fit for this offense. And you really haven't been that great at any point throughout your career. You've been good. You've had stretches where you look really good, but like Kyler Murray's not had a great full season at any point as a pro and we can make excuses for him, but like, you know, if he, if he was going to play well during this stretch, which he has, he was going to play them out of the race for the top two. So it's hard to imagine a scenario where Kyler Murray was going to get basically a half season of football and be good. And yet they were going to suck to the point where they were still going to have a top two pick. And so 
I, I think with the way Kyler Murray is playing, he looks totally fine and they have no reason to go out and look for a quarterback. They have him signed to a long-term deal for big money. They need receivers. They need pass rushers. They need defensive help. They'll be in position to take those guys with their two first round picks. It won't be, you know, getting Drake may and trading for five first round picks the way it looked like at one point during this season. But it, it kind of feels like all these teams that were in position to get one of the top two picks are winning their way out of it. The giants are four and eight. The Cardinals are playing their way out of that right now. The Panthers were even, they don't matter, but they're, they're they don't have their own pick, but even they were feisty today before they lost to the bucks. So I, I think Kyler Murray's doing just fine and the Cardinals are going to feel just fine about their future. But the one question I have to ask you guys is up till the last couple of weeks or up till last week, we said, even though the Steelers are putting up terrible numbers, even though it looks like they suck, they're still winning. And we're giving Mike Tomlin the credit for that. So now that they changed their offensive coordinator, now that they got blown out at home by the Cardinals, we can all agree Mike Tomlin did a bad job of coaching this well, game, you, right? That's the only possible explanation. You can't box me in because I wasn't the one saying that foolishness. Maybe Charlie, you can, but Charlie's going to try to blame it on the injury and say, but, but Mitch, no, no, no. Mitch Trubisky is, was, is the problem, right? I mean, he's not an ambi thrower. He can't throw laps. But I digress. <laughs> the the This should give us more appreciation for Mike Tomlin oh, and what he did earlier in the season. The oh, fact boy. that this team... This roster that could get blown out by the Cardinals, that Mike Tomlin going into this game could engineer a team to be 7-4 with that putrid, putrid offense with Matt Canada. That's genius. Goodness gracious. Sure. Whatever. I, I, that's, an, that's an incredible stretch. I had, a, I had a, um, another Kyler question before we get off this for Charlie. Should they be happy about this Kyler Murray resurgence or – I mean, because we all agree that he hasn't been great uh, or good for a long stretch. He's been good for portions, like starting over with one of these young quarterbacks who are highly touted. Would that be something that like, I, I guess I don't know how, how um, Cardinals fans should feel about it. Like I like the bird in the hand, but I could understand the argument for wanting to lose out and get one of those other guys. Are you asking me in a vacuum if I'd rather have Kyler Murray or like Caleb Williams type of deal with that contract and everything? Because I'd rather have one of these guys. I'd rather take the shot right. with the with the quarterback prospects. But but the caveat being, the state of quarterback play this season has been so putrid across the board. There are like six and a half good quarterbacks that if Kyler Murray is really going to be a top 10, top 12 guy, and that's a potential, like he could have a year where he gets hot, they're fine. They have a decent quarterback. That's good enough. Is that is that the second time you said putrid yes. in this show? Might is that third. like a? That <laughs> be the third. Oh, Just man. wait till we get to Patriots uh, Chargers. <sighs> oh, That's no. a perfect segue from putrid to putrid. Speaking of putrid, Let's do it. Uh, what was more depressing to you guys today? The Patriots offense, ugh, or the Chargers and Bills beloved Justin Herbert. Mm. Scoring six points against that abomination of a New England team. Yeah, Bill. Again, again, I just pointed out 
don't need to light up the scoreboard. You just got to get that dub. And that is exactly what Justin Herbert and company did in this game that I will point out. I know you guys didn't watch it. I watched it very closely. I could tell you about all the great plays in this game, all the schematic choices that were being made. I we We're probably going to cut it out of the show. So just assume I went into it here. But that's well played i mean i did watch it and i'm dumber for having watched it uh i the only defense you can have for your buddy justin herbert is that johnston seems to be unable to consistently catch the football okay that i i actually do want to talk about quentin johnston it is he 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 officially has for me the dominique foxworth the the dominique foxworth russell wilson i feel bad for you award Like, it has reached the point of pity for Quentin Johnson. Like, I I don't want them to throw him the football because I'm afraid of what is going to happen. I don't recall feeling that way about a wide receiver before. Like, even Nelson Aguilar at his worst in Philadelphia. Like, I've never felt that way about a, like, prominent player before. And it feels cool. Well, we'll stamp him with the sympathy, but we're not going to get off the fact that you're you're beloved, uh, Justin Herbert, and you're also beloved, Brandon Staley. Formerly the god of the nerds. Yeah, he's your guy. He's your guy. He's Shut your guy. out. He's Shut out. He's Zero. Your Zero. He's your guy. They stink. I he, think it is more embarrassing for them, up. for the Chargers, because they actually have a quarterback that's good. They have Khalil Mack, who seems unblockable. The only thing that was embarrassing for the Patriots was the fact that, um, was it uh, JC, uh, JC Jackson? Yeah, Jackson. is playing like you don't know jason yeah former I, Turk I, know, Jackson's I, know. Name. I, I just um anyway he's playing better now that he's back with the patriots and he was terrible with the charges but other than that generally it is an embarrassment for brandon staley and the Chargers. it looked worse they'd have been better off losing than winning six to zero uh, again, th- this is just like Florida State Louisville. Your defense puts on a great performance. You 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 shut down the opposing team. You literally give up zero points, and somehow you're being trashed and insulted by didn't, the media. Didn't after trash more insult them, but shutting out old B Zappitude is not quite the same. So a, a couple things here. Times this year. First of all, Quentin Johnson, future chief, yeah, <laughs> put it on the board. Um, but but second discount of all, bin. Good teams win, great teams cover. Oh, the Chargers are minus five and a half today. Six zero win. Ooh. They covered for the betters, and this is against the Patriots team. I can't believe I'm defending them. The Patriots are zero and five in the last five, but they've only given up fifty six points in those games. Good at D. Only the second time the Patriots no. Yeah, only the second time the Patriots have been shut out this year. Let's talk about some teams who didn't shut out the New England Patriots. The Philadelphia Eagles, who were named as the best team in football on this show. The Miami Dolphins, who were named as the best team in football on this show. The Dallas Cowboys, who were named as the best team in football on this show. The Miami Dolphins, a second time, who were named as the best team on this show. That's something the Chargers and Brandon Staley Mr. Shutout himself did. I don't I don't uh, remember all those all your I don't remember all of those games, but it seems that Bill is getting infatuated with a round number, the roundest of numbers. When I my guess is mm-hmm. the rest of these teams beat them by more than six points. They probably didn't shut them out, but they probably played a lot better against them than the Chargers did. But I appreciate when our beloved logic master Bill falls into the emotional state of defending his priors. It's nice. Come over here with us, Bill. Get on over here. Throw that spreadsheet out and get in here and get emotional. 
We did it, Dominique. All I got, all I got, are ones and zeros. <laughs> and yes, today the Patriots they got the zero. Brandon Staley and the Chargers they got I the love one. It. They got the binary. Zero. Bill is back. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Kevin, Brian, Serafina, and Tez. And, of course, thank you to Allstate. This has been the Dominique Foxworth Show presented by Allstate. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.